Hi, and welcome to the Digital Health Roundtable. I'm your host, Dr. Matt Sabolsky. This is a regular panel discussion held with the brightest minds in the healthcare industry. We host collaborative conversations from all physicians, patients, scientists, creatives, and executives devoting their efforts to putting the care back into healthcare. We cover it all from delivery pharmaceutical life science, digital health, mental health, retail health, and anything anyone's doing with an innovative intent in the market. Stay tuned for a special episode of the Digital Health Roundtable. Hi, and welcome to the Digital Health Roundtable. I'm your host, Matt Sobolski. I'm joined by two exceedingly special guests today. Uh, we are going to be talking about storytelling, uh, democratization of care, uh, the paucity of care for women over the age of 40, and closing gaps with the capable platform and Peter's brainchild. Welcome, both of you. And why don't you go ahead and introduce yourself and Peter after that. Hi, Matt. Thanks so much for having me. Yeah, um, I'm Ann Fullenweider. I spent 25 years in magazines and um, last November launched a women's health company called Alloy Women's Health, uh, really solving the symptoms of menopause, but aiming to revolutionize the, women's, the way women age. And we're really scaling expert care for menopause in an effective, efficient, and affordable platform to democratize access. Wonderful. Glad to have you here, Ann. Peter, tell us about you and what you're doing. Hi, Matt. Hi, Ann. Uh, great, great to be here with you today. Um, yeah, you know, I've been building software for uh, about two decades. Um, so I'm, I'm come from the sort of historical tech background. And, um, you know, my first foray into the healthcare system in the US was, uh, was about six years ago when I joined a very young up upcoming uh, digital health brand uh, that, that, that grew very successfully uh, called Candid, um, a direct-to-consumer orthodontics uh, startup. And that was my first, my first foray into the healthcare system and um, decided that uh, I looked around, saw what I saw and decided there was a lot, uh, <laughs> a lot missing and uh, wanted to do something about it. So um, founded a company called Capable Health uh, about uh, two years ago now, uh, 20 months ago, and uh, I'm the founder and CEO over there. And uh, yeah, my day is uh, running that company. Well, I am totally pumped to have both of you on. The story and relationship you both are building is worth telling, and that's why we're here today. And speaking of stories, storytelling in healthcare can be difficult, but it shouldn't be. Uh, and you said something to me when we did our pre-call that I think the audience should hear, and I want to hear your take on this, which is, you said better connection is better healthcare. What do you mean? Yeah, well, I think that's a great metaphor actually for what Capable doing is doing as well. But um, you know, I come to healthcare from 25 years of storytelling, um, and one of the reasons that I sort of eager to jump in and saw an opportunity for myself to add value was I think storytelling across the board, communication both from the medical side and the patient side is broken. I think that. Um, especially, for example, there's many parts of women's health care that are misunderstood, under-researched, underfunded, and, and, and so therefore many women are underserved. Um, but so in menopause, for example, there's actually a very clear, efficient, and safe solution for the vast majority of healthy women that has been clouded by uh, 
a bad story that got out 20 years ago. Um, so that's one piece of it. The medical information is not getting to, to people. Um, but on the other hand, patients telling their stories are not being heard. In fact, many times, in many, many cases, they're not being given the chance to tell their story. And when I tell their story, I just mean sitting in front of a doctor and being heard. Um, and so A, many women especially don't get a chance to even sit in front of a doctor and um, or to have to take a whole day off work to do it, et cetera. But also when they're in that conversation and telling the doctor how they feel, it's pretty hard to sort of get a grip on it, remember it all within a 15 minute appointment and, um, and then have that doctor hear you with an unbiased and clear uh, mind because um, doctors are hurried, they may not be up to date on information and, and patients are, um, you know, at the sort of mercy of any biases doctor has, but also it's just fraught with, with uh, you know, you're talking about science here between two people and it's it can be um, almost impossible to have a clear conversation where information is exchanged and, and good care can be delivered. Um, so I think the first thing I wanted to do in this space is tell clearer, better, and more compelling stories on both sides of the, of the conversation. Yeah, and you know, it's clear that, you know, Alloy's mission and what you're doing is reconnecting women to better healthcare. And I know you and Peter through his venture with capable um, are telling a story to make that connection. Part of that human connection and story and that you mentioned before is this idea of democratization and destigmatization of care, which is kind of bubbling to the surface now in digital health. Um, why is that important to you with alloy? Oh, so much. There's so much to unpack there, but I think um, the, the most clear and quick way to describe it is a one of the reasons women are not telling their stories is because of the stigma around so many pieces of their health first of all stigma around aging but also stigma around many of the symptoms which can be embarrassing um that can be about sexual health vaginal dryness uh even just taking the time to think about what's going on in your body as a woman who's probably taking care of at least an elderly parent a child or um the household uh can be Embarrassing, frankly, it's just women just don't take the time to think about themselves and tell their stories clearly. Um, but also the democratizing of the access is, of course, important across all healthcare, across all populations and communities. There's so many people um, that have little to no access to, to solid medical care across the board. But with, with menopause in particular, there are 55 million women in the United States alone who are in menopause of some sort or another, at some stage. And uh, there are only 18,000 OBGYNs at all in the US. So even just for the basic, you know, child delivery uh, and basic uh, tenants of OBGYN care, that's not enough to serve the women in America anyway. Um, so of course, there are PCPs and others who are providing that care as well. But among the 18,000 OBGYNs, there are only 1,000 certified menopause practitioners. It's just something that First of all, a lot of OBGYNs go into the, their field because they want to deliver babies. Second of all, menopause is very often one day in med medical school, which means really one or two hours of class time. Um, and it's, you know, people say, oh, women didn't used to live long enough to experience menopause, but we've been living past the age of 51 for quite a while. Right. Um, it's just a, a piece of the population that often gets forgotten. Um, and frankly, menopause... Um, is sort of not a profit center for doctors because it's not a surgical or procedure-based um, condition. It's an ongoing life stage. So there are a lot of reasons why that there just isn't the care that's there, which is really what Alloy stepped in to close that gap and, and fix that access problem. Um, and 
you know, access to doctors is tough enough, but access to experts in menopause is almost impossible. And that's where technology really comes in and where our relationship with capable is so crucial because the, one of the many great things about technology is we can fix that gap. We can scale expertise, you know, digitally, uh, cost efficiently, and in a way that is best, better for everyone. Um, th those are profound s statistics. Only 1,000 experts in menopause in the entire country, while about 55, 60 million women are experiencing menopause. Um, that is a, a near impossible connection. So tools like yours are essential for bridging that gap. Um, Peter, let's talk about the relationship with Capable. I mean, I look at Capable and Alloy and I see this force multiplier relationship with Capable. Tell us about that a little bit. It's, um, I mean, it's, I, every time we, we're actually in the middle of a fundraiser now, and every time we talk to investors, it's such a wonderful, um, succinct way, like literally the only way to solve this problem is through technology. And it's such a clear math problem. Menopause is one example, but there are plenty of others. Um, and capable is, it really is like saving the day. Yeah. Saving the day for sure. Big red cape on, um, <laughs> Peter, you're back. Hey folks. Sorry. I dropped out there for a moment, but, uh, I got, uh, I got everything that uh, the guys are talking about. Okay, so let me cue you again. Um, so, and thanks for giving us some of those statistics. Like I said, really profound. Um, and I agree with you. Tools like Capable and Capable are really the way to approach a solution to connect women to care um, to a really important part of their health and their lives. Peter, um, when we were talking with Anne in the pre-call. Uh, we talked about Alloy's relationship with Capable. I think you said it's a force multiplier. Tell us about why. So, you know, the thesis behind Capable, uh, in fact, if I go right back to the beginning, was, was actually centered around, around content. Um, the, the core, the, the original idea actually was, you know, when you walk into a doctor's office and, you know, they tell you that there's something wrong with you and, um, you know, they prescribe something and you, you walk out with a, with a pamphlet um, which you promptly, you know, shred um, with our reading, you know, that experience um, of, of kind of like engaging with your condition for the first time is a, is a very frustrating one and not one that is particularly useful. And, and, you know, most people probably don't read beyond the first page. And that was actually the original idea was what does the content management system for healthcare look like? Right. Yeah. Um, and and kind of like going back to that sort of you know, really sort of leaning in on that, that sort of 90s essay by Bill Gates, um, you know, around content is king um, and, and sort of thinking through like, what does, what does it mean to, what does content is king mean in healthcare in, in 2020? And when we started looking into it, you know, it became apparent pretty quickly that it, the content was actually, you know, the ultimate end goal was to deliver, you know, timely content to patients um, that is, you know, that they can engage with that actually makes managing their condition, um, you know, easy and, and affordable and accessible. But to do that, we had to build so much more stuff underneath. That was kind of like the end goal, but actually to, to be able to build that platform um, that could do that. Like there's no EMR on the planet that does that right now. There's no system that does that. Um, and we very quickly realized that, you know, I think Anne said this earlier, um, you know, that like the system is broken. It's, it's, it's really broken. It's very broken from the perspective of a patient um, engaging with the healthcare system for the first time or, or, or ever really. Um, and everyone, you know, I'm been in the US now for, for coming up on six years and 
you know, everyone's got their horror story about an interaction with the, with the system, whether it's not being heard by a doctor, whether it's not being taken seriously or a surprise billing. But I can tell you that working in healthcare from the other side, trying to build in healthcare is also fundamentally broken. You know, you're working with vendors that don't have APIs. You're working with, um, you know, vendors where the, where the data is siloed in these, you know, stacks that's impossible to get out. Um, you're, you're basically in these kind of walled gardens and, and, and um, you end up kind of spending a lot of time and a lot of money to build um, products. And so, so our core thesis of how do we deliver timely content at the right, at the right moment um, actually was sort of put temporarily to one side while we ended up building the entire fabric of, of a healthcare delivery system from the ground up, from the perspective of if you're an engineer who's about to build and launch and scale up a, you know, a healthcare product like Alloy, um, we don't want those engineers to reinvent the wheel, right? That's, that's kind of what we're doing. Our entire thesis is there's no point in going out and doing the same thing that everyone's done before, connecting, you know, this telehealth platform to that prescription platform to this, you know, data analysis platform. What if all of those things were already there, already created, ready for you to just layer on top your brand, your product, your care modalities, uh, your doctors, um, and kind of focus on what matters, which is the patient. And that's how capable is a force multiplier. I love that. Um, you know, in our pre-call, Peter, which was just a lovely conversation, something I took some notes on that I thought would be great for you to sort of expound on a little bit is adoption and patient bases demanding better access, and that moves the public health needle. Tell us about right. Capable's stewardship of moving the needle. Yeah, ab absolutely. So, you know, as we've as we've grown and developed this platform, we've really started to think about you know, what is the, what is the why, you know, behind why we do this? We all know what we do. We all know how we do it, right? And we all know that there's a big important problem that we're, that we're solving. But we really start to think about it, um, you know, quite recently in terms of the, the why. And I think what, what's emerged for us is that we want to be enabling the, the innovation that's happening in healthcare. We want to be enabling the the, the, the people out there who are building the best in class experiences, whether they are, you know, public health access to, you know, to, to being able to book a doctor if you live in a remote location or the ability to receive your, your, your medications um, wherever you are or the ability to, um, you know, just get transparency in your in your bill so that you don't have any surprises. I think that there's so much innovation happening out there across the stack. And that's what makes me really excited, right? We look around, we attend events, we, you know, speak to tons of people all the time. And everyone is, there are just so many interesting things happening out there. And our, our role is to provide that one-stop platform that means that people don't have to kind of reinvent the wheel again. And, and um, so when it comes to stewardship, I mean, you know, we, we love working with, with Alloy um, and other companies who have, you know, that that same vision of building a better healthcare system, right? We're in this kind of network together, this community together of builders, um, and and there's there's a real sort of feeling of like a groundswell of people coming together at this kind of next wave of of, of healthcare innovation, and 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 that you know being being front and center there, it's it's, it's it just gets us super pumped up. Yeah, I have to I'm, say, Peter, go I'm ahead. sorry, go ahead. Just Anne. that 
when he's talking, Peter's Peter and Alloy and we're capable and Alloy have been working together now for quite a while. Um, but we came to capable after spending almost a year and a half trying to working with other vendors. And um, there is this groundswell, and it's it, there is an amazing community of people doing so much innovative stuff in healthcare. And then there's also this wild west and some cowboy behavior across the board <laughs> on the vendors' parts. I mean, forget about the companies like Alloy that, that are also, you know. It's also the wild west for us as well but the but i have to say that working with capable um has been just a, it's a partnership and we're building together and, and having our end goal was to really create a much better experience for women over 40. um we were surprised by how much time we had to to uh spend building the back end working you know this fabric that peter's talking about trying to work with um api friendly vendors all of it um and so it's been great to have this partnership building together. And the fact is that once you smooth out all of those um, mm. bumps along the road, when you finally get to the end user, the patient, the woman who's suffering, has been looking for a doctor for maybe five years, has certainly been to two or three others and had frustrating experiences. Um, but when you finally get to her and you're in front of her and here's you know, the, the clamoring for the information and the technology and the solutions is just, um, just phenomenal. Sorry, there's a giant uh, sound thing going on in my background. <laughs> That's no problem. I, I love this podcast. I feel like this podcast is like a sign of resiliency for all three of us um, <laughs> and a great metaphor totally. for being in the startup world, which takes oh. a lot of guts and a lot of dedication. Let me uh, move to something. You guys were uh, having this talk about you know your conversations, building backends. Um, when you look at Alloy and Cable together, you know Peter and Ann, like, what are the outcomes you're hoping for for the patient. Let's talk about why we're in this. You know, we're, we're, all three of us are in this because we want to leave something in the world that matters for people. So the, the relationship with Alloy and Capable, how does it create outcomes or what's your dream vision for the outcomes of the folks that are connecting to both of your brain brainchilds, basically? Um, well, I'll go first if you want, Peter, but it's, they're so interconnected. I mean, I, mm. my, Alloy's dream, my dream is for women over 40 to feel fantastic, to have the simple, effective, cost-efficient medication and treatment that they deserve um, at their fingertips. It doesn't have to be a full-time job or a full day to get to the doctor, get the information, get the prescription, get home, get back to your life, um, and just have this seamless, easy, not like a seventh or eighth job for women to feel their best and therefore to be able to really enjoy the second half of their lives. Yeah, absolutely. I think, you know, that's in, in, in a funny way, like our, our dream, our vision is enabling your vision, right? Like when we, when I get to the office every day, um, I have, uh, you know, a big uh, whiteboard behind me um, and next to the whiteboard, there's a big screen um, kind of full of stats and numbers. And the first thing I look at every day is like, how many of our, of our, of our customers are live? You know, how many of them are live? Because, um, you know, like we, we only succeed when our customers succeed. So we think about everything in terms of, you know, how many uh, of, of, you know, our customers or, or, or people who are about to go live in the sort of the pilot phase, how many of them are coming online um, and, and, and kind of, uh, you know, are they, are they using our APIs? You know, because for me as, a, as an engineer, like what gets me really excited is knowing that every time someone hits our API or starts building a new feature against one of, you know, a, a, let's say a feature we've just released, that's an indication that we're building something that's useful. We're building something that you can't do today because these you know, antiquated 40-year-old vendors just have, have not innovated at all. And we're providing the kind of backbone for that innovation. So for me, our vision is 
you know, a world where, where capable is ubiquitous um, for building healthcare systems, you know, where the engineers of, of uh, you know, the, the modern healthcare ecosystem are, are thinking to themselves, hey, I need to build a patient-facing app and, you know, allow patients to, to text their doctors and, you know, check out their medications online and, um, you know, see content about their, their, their care plan. Why would I go to anyone else except Capable? You know, in the same way that uh, that Stripe is ubiquitous for payments, or or you know, uh, Shopify is ubiquitous for e-commerce. So, so that's our vision, and it, it, it really dovetails so nicely with 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 Alloy because, you know, we know every time that we get on a call with them that like you know they're going to be super jazzed about you know the next. We always like kind of show show them like the next thing that's coming up, right? And and there's like a lot of feedback that goes on, and um, a lot of you know, a lot of lot of input into those features, um, and 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 kind of you know, real sort of like co co-building, co-designing the the ultimate patient experience, and uh, that that feels really good, knowing that you're building something that's going to get used and that's going to drive better health out- outcomes. So, at the end of every recording, um, I like to ask the guests to think about. The following, which is if, if there was one soundbite tied to you into perpetuity that people would hear based on what we talked about today, had like a minute or two to say it, what would it be? Uh, here we are talking about the modern modernized tools for patients to bring care to their doorstep. Uh, we've had a bright conversation so far. We've made it through some challenges on this call. So, you know, uh, Anne and Peter, you know, I'll let Anne go first. Um, what's your soundbite? What do you want people to hear when it comes to the way you're seeing this? Mm, um, and you even gave us some advance warning, and I still haven't quite come up with my soundbite. But um, <laughs> it's a big one. I, I would say I would like the soundbite about Alloy to be um, that Alloy really revolutionized the way women age, and that Alloy made it very simple and easy to, for women to get the tools and solutions that they need to have you know thriving, healthy, you know, living, productive, and satisfying lives through their nineties. Peter. Yeah, you know, from, from, from my side, it's it's pretty simple. Our our, our mission, our plea, our, our soundbite um, is don't reinvent the wheel. You know, if, if you're out there thinking about uh, starting or launching or scaling up a, a digital healthcare system, build it on Capable. You know, if you do that, you'll be able to leapfrog your competition and really focus on what matters, which is not code, which is not tech, which is not, you know, uh, fixing bugs. It's the patient, right? At the end of the day, the focus should be on the patient. And, and uh, that's what we enable you to do. And Peter, thanks for joining me in conversation today. Thanks so much, Matt. It's been Thank delightful. You. Yeah, yeah. That, I, I enjoyed it. I look forward to seeing you both in, in the city soon when I get up there, uh, probably after the heat. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I look sure. forward to that too. Wonderful. Um, thanks so much. Thank, You're thanks, welcome. Matt. Thanks, Anne. Sorry about the tech uh, challenges, but uh, <laughs> yeah, what, where, where would we be in the pandemic without it, right? No, yeah, no. Anchor clearly needs clearly needs capable, Peter. There you yeah. Go. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Um, this has been the Digital Health Roundtable. We'll see you next time. This has been. Matt Sabolsky with the Digital Health Roundtable. Join us next time for another excellent episode. See you then.